Hey, this is podcast producer Bobby Richards. And do you know the big reason why more than 300 of last year's unicorn startups use HubSpot? It's because no software keeps you better connected with your teams or your customers, so you can crush all your goals. HubSpot Sales Hub brings you that power in an easy-to-use platform. With 360-degree deal management and real-time reporting, you'll get accurate windows into every inch of your business. And with AI-powered tools like ChatSpot, you'll have a dedicated assistant that knows your business inside and out. So trade cold calls for warm leads and get on track for your best Q1 yet. Check out HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com sales. If you have a goal of being more inclusive in your marketing this year, but are having a little bit of trouble figuring out what that looks like and how to go about doing it, Sonia Thompson's going to help you do this. Whether it's having to ask for allergy-friendly menu or whatever, people don't always want to have to raise their hand to acknowledge that they're different. So we have to talk to people and understand how is the experience that we're delivering currently impacting them and what can we do to make it better so that they feel like they belong with us. I'm about to start the show. Hello, Hero Maker. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. J.J. Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hiya, J.J., and hello, Hero Maker. April, we've had on our podcast Amy Porterfield. We've had Emily Thompson. We've had Phil Agnew. We've had the product boss ladies. We've had so many different people, and most of them have come because they're part of our network or we've met them personally at gatherings. And one of the people that I met this year at Inbound that blew me away and I knew we had to have on our podcast was Sonia Thompson. And she's pretty new to the network. And so you become a big fan of hers as well. Absolutely. I love her podcast. And so I was so excited that I was going to get to talk to her. Just Hero Maker, just to give you a little insight into who Sonia is, She's the host of the Inclusion in Marketing podcast, which, of course, is a part of the HubSpot podcast network. She spent almost 10 years at Johnson & Johnson, where she was a diversity and inclusion champion. And she was also helping grow their various healthcare brands around the world. And that was before she stepped out on her own to start her own coaching marketing strategy business. And we all always want to put a focus on inclusion in marketing. And so there was no better person to have on the show besides Sonia. And I'm so jealous. I got to hang out with her in person in Boston. Uh, but so I was, I'm jealous. But I was jealous that you got to talk to her in this interview. I was like, JJ, I want to do this one. You Can did. I please <laughs> do this interview? And you were like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was a little bit pulling teeth to uh -huh. let me, to for me to step back. But I knew how much you loved her and you wanted to do it. Yes. So I was like, okay, you can do it. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you did. I mean, obviously, I, I was excited for you to get to meet her as well. And just excited for you to have this conversation and then for us to bring this conversation to our Hero Maker listeners. And so if you have a goal of being more inclusive in your marketing this year, you are going to absolutely love this conversation between April and Sonia Thompson. 
Sonia, you've just recently come back from a business adventure. I'm curious, just what was like so valuable to you to set aside that time to plan for 2024? We, me and my friends, we're all business owners and we take the opportunity to sort of look back and present our plans of what worked this year, what didn't work this year what we most enjoy doing, what we want our life to look like, because business isn't just about business, right? Like as business owners in particular, we need to make sure that it also fits with what we need and want most out of life. So I think for me, it's really having that opportunity, one, to plan that in advance, but two, to get feedback as well as pushback Mm -hmm. (laughs) from Mm -hmm. people who know you well. And our personal relationship, of course, supersedes our business relationship. So they are very good over the years at telling me, Sonia, like you need to take 75% of the things in that plan off. (laughs) Right. Or we tell each other when we're sandbagging. And I, what I most appreciate is just the honesty and the sense of belonging that we have. And that has been developed and nurtured over years of investment in each other. Oh, my goodness. Well, and that is one of the things, the belonging piece, you know, just in getting to know you, it feels like you think that belonging is like medicine. It is. And I'm curious, where did that all start? Where did that all stem from? I think it it stemmed from, of course, personal experiences with regard to where I was living. So I spent 10 years in Philadelphia whenever I worked my corporate job. And I remember I had done a number of internships in other places. And I remember whenever I got to Philadelphia and I did my last internship in business school, I was like, I could live here. I felt like I belonged in Philadelphia and I loved it. And then I was with my corporate career for nine years. And then um, the last year I was on my own and I was living in the city and I was loving it, but suddenly I didn't feel like I belonged anymore. I was like, why am I here? So that was my first lesson in that belonging isn't an automatic permanent thing. You can feel it one day and it not be there the next because we evolve, we grow. And then the next place where I had that feeling of belonging again was whenever I moved to Buenos Aires. I lived in Buenos Aires for four years. I couldn't understand why I felt so much like I belonged there, but I did. And then two years into living there, I met my husband and, you know, it all sort of made sense again. Right. And so as I connected the dots from belonging in that great sense of like, this is where I need to be in this moment. This is where people get me. This is where I can completely just be myself. It started to be more of something there. This isn't just about where you live. It's about the people that you surround with, the places that you go, where you spend your time. Because as people, as consumers, we don't compartmentalize our feelings, right? So We chase, we crave, we hunger after that sense of belonging wherever we are. And that includes where we do our business. So you hear me say this a lot, right? Business is about belonging, but business is about belonging because life is about belonging. And I was using this example the other day. Last year during Halloween, my daughter at daycare had this thing called trunk or treat. She's only been in daycare three months. 
And me completely forgot that it was the trunk or treat that day. And I forgot to bring her in her costume. And she just had this look on her face when she saw everyone else in her Mm. costume. Like, I don't fit in here. She had this sense of like, I don't. And so for me, it was like, this is something in a sense that exists from three years old, even before then, right? Like, this is just a human sort of desire to feel that way. And so as business owners and leaders, it is essential that we remember that when people feel like they belong with us, they stick around. They want to get that feeling over and over and over again. And so we ultimately end up with customer loyalty, which is like the holy grail from a business standpoint, right? Absolutely. And so I love your podcast, Inclusion and Marketing, because that's really what it's all about. And so today I'm excited for you to just share and dive in. How can our listeners evaluate how they're currently doing? And then like, what are some things that they can ramp up this sense of belonging? How can they do that? So yeah, I would love your thoughts. Sure. So I want to start by saying that I think that a lot of instances when we're talking about belonging and we're talking about inclusive marketing, people feel it from a moral standpoint, right? They, they get it. They understand it, which is an absolutely great thing. What they have a harder time is connecting the dots to actual metrics, business results, et cetera. And so that way, then you don't even know how to measure it, right? So What I like for people to do is start with understanding how different people from different identities do with your company. First thing to understand is who are your customers, right? Do you have people from a broad set of identities or better said, do you have people from the identities that you want to serve and that from the identities that you want to make feel like they belong with you? Do they exist in your customer set, right? So we need to go out and find out what is the makeup of our customers. If we want to serve men and women, but we have 80% of our customers are men, that might mean that women don't so much feel like they belong with you, but you won't know that unless you've got the data, right? So if you want to serve people who are 24 and up, But people who are 44 and up don't see themselves represented or like they belong. That might mean that you could do a better job with this age group in particular. And inclusive marketing isn't about serving everyone. It's about understanding that the people that you serve are different and then being very intentional about which identities you want as a business at this point in time to make feel like they belong with you. That doesn't mean that you were saying everybody else isn't welcome. (laughs) That's not what we're saying. It just means that you're going to be intentional with the resources that you have of making sure that you're designing experiences that make specific groups feel like they belong. So with that in mind, once you really have an understanding of does your customer makeup align with your intention of who you want to serve, then you can figure out, okay, are there things that we need to do to adjust in our marketing and the experiences that we deliver to make more of the people who are under-indexed for feel like they belong? A second thing on the measurement standpoint is it's not just about getting people in the door. We want everyone to achieve success. How do we make sure that everyone is achieving success at the same rates, that there aren't 
necessarily some identities that achieve success differently because that's going to how how well people achieve success is going to impact whether or not they stay or it's going to impact whether or not they're telling other people around you so making sure that you have an understanding of if you have a program or if whatever it is that you're offering that everyone if 90% of the people are happy is it 90% across the board or it's 95 for some and like 25 for others, right? I know those numbers don't quite average out, but like you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) And then I also want to make sure that people are evaluating from a metric standpoint, retention. And then also from a conversion standpoint, are we converting people at the same rate? So I did some brand audits recently with people from different identities. And two of them that really stuck out for me were Spanish speakers. And this is a big one for people in the US, although I don't think that people realize it as much. We're trending towards the year 2050, which is less than 30 years away. One in three people in the US will speak Spanish, right? And the US will have the largest population of Spanish speakers in the world but still very much so a lot of businesses aren't prepared. Or if they are preparing, the experience that they're delivering is one that makes those folks feel like they belong. So I did a user test and we came across a number of audits. I was basically had the Spanish speaker and he was going through, he was sharing his screen and he was showing me. And there were a number of sites where we found that the brands had already done the work to translate their site, to receive Spanish speakers, but the information or the link to translate the site was down in the footer. So the footer is a place that he would never go to look for information. The footer is not a place where I go to look for information. So the brand had done the work to make Spanish speakers feel like they belong, but the experience that they delivered didn't communicate that. So the conversions were off in that sense because those Spanish speakers were clicking off. So understanding how different identities, different consumers who are coming to your site, who are coming to your social media, who are experiencing your brand and whatever touch points, are they converting? And if they aren't converting at the same rates as everybody else, why is that? Sometimes it could be simple little tweaks that you can make in your experience. Like we move the Spanish link from the bottom in the footer up to the main navigation. Sometimes it's something as simple as that. Sometimes it might be something more involved. But if you're not understanding how different people are experiencing and moving forward or not, then you won't know what tweaks to make. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. By learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science helps you gain the tools and confidence to do the same. Recently, in episode 174, titled How to Actually Hire and Delegate, Bonnie Christie joins the conversation. Bonnie is an artist turned business owner with a team of eight, and she talks with Jay through how to calculate what she calls your freedom figure. She also talks about the right time to delegate, how to delegate, and how to create SOPs, your standing operating procedures, all so you can buy back your time as an entrepreneur. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts. And now, 
back to the show. So talking to people is like a key thing. (laughs) Just, hey, let's talk to the people that we are wanting to include and see if we're doing a good job or not. Like, Let's just get a baseline and let them give us some ideas as to what would make this experience better for them. Absolutely. And I, I think sometimes where people get hung up on this is sometimes I think people feel it's not politically correct to talk about differences. But if we don't acknowledge that people are different, we won't get to a place where that we can give them what it is that they need from us or understand. One of my favorite examples that I get, because it really is about empathy, which is a foundation of all of this, right? Are you a Shonda Rhimes fan the way I am? Uh, Yes, Um, 100%. (laughs) Have I taken her masterclass? I sure have. (laughs) I love Shonda Rhimes. So a couple of years ago, I read her book, Year of Yes. And she talked about an experience where before she had lost like a hundred pounds, she was traveling and she was on an airplane and she needed a seat. She discovered that she needed a seatbelt extender. And she was like, I would rather die on this plane than have to raise my hand and ask for a seatbelt extender. Now, the airline had thought about people who are a different size or have or are larger body sizes and who need seatbelt extenders, but they didn't think about the experience of having to raise your hand and ask for it, right? And so that experience is one that she didn't want to feel it. I'm sure a lot of people, whether it's seatbelt extender, whether it's having to ask for allergy-friendly menu or whatever, people don't always want to have to raise their hand to acknowledge that they're different. But if you don't have that identity, the thought may never cross your mind. So going back to what you said, we have to talk to people and understand in the ways in which they're different, how is the experience that we're delivering currently impacting them? And what can we do to make it better so that they feel like they belong with us? Absolutely. This happened to me and my mom whenever we went to Disney. My mom has a gluten allergy. I know that you as well. (laughs) And they do such a great job at Disney because, you know, you're in line and you're ordering and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have a dietary restriction. They're like, we're going to make this a special event. There's going to be a manager that comes over, takes Mm -hmm. the special order. Your order is going to come out on a different tray so that you can just breathe a sigh of relief that it did not get lost in the mix and that you're going to consume something that's going to make you feel bad for the rest of your Disney experience. And so it's so great whenever brands go that extra mile and they put forth the effort to do this Mm -hmm. on the behalf of the people that are experiencing what you're offering. Absolutely. So gluten-free people love Disney too, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand what is it that gluten-free people need from us. They need to feel safe in that you understand what it is that they need to be able to eat food in a manner that's going to make them feel safe. So all those measures that they put in place demonstrate that they get it and they make the person feel like they get Mm -hmm. me. I belong here. Right. I was traveling back from the business planning trip with the girls last week and I was in the airport and I went into this restaurant after, you know, searching a number of restaurants And I asked about something on the menu and I was like, is this gluten-free? Is there sauce? And she's like, I'm not sure I'll ask the manager, but like, are you really allergic or just like a little bit? And for me, that signaled that she didn't understand 
And I left like I couldn't eat there because I was going to be taking a risk because they didn't have processes in place. It was asking. She asked the manager, not the chef. And it was just one of those things where they may have decided that they wanted, but they didn't fully understand what I needed to be successful. Right. So it's more so making sure that we understand, have those conversations and then put in the experience that we're delivering those mechanisms or accommodations or support that make people see like, yes, you get it. It's not just lip service. (laughs) Absolutely. So, and I can feel on behalf of the listener out there that they're going, oh my goodness, there's so much work to be done in my business, especially if I'm a small business owner that, you know, is strapped. And so I'm curious, you know, if you're going to speak to the small business owner Mm -hmm. for some good starting places, you know, what are things that they can do that will really make a big impact on the people? that they serve and on their business as well. Right. The very first step is to choose. It's to choose who are the identities that you want to serve because otherwise it will feel overwhelming like, oh my gosh, I have to make all these changes. So an example that I I love to use, I have a friend who lives in Montreal. In Montreal, the official language is English and French. He speaks English and French, and he was starting a podcast. And I said, oh, are you going to make your podcast available in French? He's like, no, I'm one person. I don't have the resources, the capacity to do it in both. Eventually he could, but at this point, it's just in English. That doesn't mean that he's not an inclusive brand. It just means that he's doing what he can with what he has right now. So my encouragement is always to figure out what are the specific identities that you want to serve and that you have the capacity to serve right now, and then talk to them, practice empathy, understand what it is that you need to do. And then whenever you're ready and you've done a great job of making those people feel like they belong with you, then you can expand to other identities. But what a lot of people get into trouble with is they don't choose. And because they're not choosing, they don't have that degree of specificity to be able to serve those people well. Okay, so step one, choose. And that is a relief in and of itself to be like, okay, I don't have to be all things to all people. (laughs) I need to think about who I serve and then make sure that I am being inclusive of all of those kinds of people that are in that specific subset. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What else? What happens after I choose? Once you choose, then I want you to really get to know this customer group, understand, develop a deep degree of intimacy with them, treat them like your friend, right? So I know plenty of people in my family, my friends, they know nothing about being gluten-free until they met me, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And so now there's all kinds of stuff. My mom sent me a recipe, like she sent me something for stuffing a couple of weeks ago and was like, she's preparing for Thanksgiving. Can you eat this? Is this okay? I checked the ingredients. We're good, right? Like these are types of things where the more you spend time with people who have this identity, the more you'll learn what to say, what not to say, what to do, what accommodation do you need to make, what makes them frustrated, what gives them anxiety. You'll learn all about that by spending time with them and understanding. Market research is great. 
And I encourage people to do that. And I also encourage them to spend time building those relationships, connecting with others, learning from others. Sometimes that's as simple as changing who you follow on social media, because you'll learn a lot from people once you just start seeing how they interact regularly on a normal basis. You gain a lot of insight there. Fantastic. So choose develop an intimate relationship, really understand this group, then what? Then I want you to audit your customer experience to find out and all those data points that we were talking about before, really get an understanding of what you're currently doing, what your baseline is. And then with the knowledge that you have, then you can understand, okay, what changes do we need to make to improve those numbers overall? So choose, develop those relationships, audit your customer experience. And that leads us to the last one is then to make those changes and implement a better customer experience for all the people that you've chosen to serve. And then you'll start to see results over time. Yes, Sonia. Well, this feels so doable. And in 2024, Hero Maker out there listening, if this is one of your goals, you know, you've set out, you've said, man, I really want to be a more inclusive brand. I want to figure out what does that mean to me? How will that impact my business? Then you can follow these four steps and you can listen to the Inclusion and Marketing podcast every single week with Sonia because, man, Sonia, what I love about your podcast is, number one, you're just such a clear communicator. You know, you. <laughs> you put together practical things that we can do, which that's what our podcast is all about. We want to give people practical, tangible things that they can put into action so that they're actually moving forward and making a difference rather than it just being like conceptual you know, or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I mean, your spirit is one of inclusivity as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a joy to spend time with you. So Aww, I, I want to point our listeners, episode 82, if you want to learn more about collecting data and whatnot, that is a really great one to start with that will help with some of these steps that we talked about today. But just jump in, see what's already created. You know, of course, you could start with episode number one. We would love that. Um, (laughs) But uh, you're just cranking out such great accessible content. And you're also a writer for Forbes and Inc. Magazine. And if you want to learn a lesson from Beyonce on belonging, then check (laughs) out her article on Forbes after attending the Beyonce concert. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for coming on the Marketing Made Simple podcast. Thank you for being just who you are in the world and keep giving out doses of belonging everywhere that you go. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Hero Maker, I hope that that inspired you to be even more inclusive in your marketing this year. And if you are wanting to be more inclusive with your marketing, but are having a little bit of trouble figuring out what that looks like and how to go about doing it in an ethical and responsible way, we actually have StoryBrand certified guides who can help you with that process. There are people in our community who love helping companies be more diverse, more inclusive with their marketing. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message, be more inclusive, and create marketing that works. 
All right, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. For today's actionable step, I'm actually going to do something we don't normally do, and that is to tell you, turn off this podcast and go to a different podcast. (laughs) For this week, I want you to subscribe to Sonia Thompson's podcast, Inclusion and Marketing marketing. I just am so impressed with how she enters into this conversation and how she gracefully and humbly and yet pointedly challenges people to be more inclusive. And I think that if this is something that you are interested in learning more about and stepping into in a more intentional way in this coming year, the best thing we can do for you is connect you with Sonia. She is going to help you do this. You're going to learn so much from her. So that's this week's actionable step. Subscribe to Sonia Thompson's Inclusion and Marketing Podcast. Learn from her and her guests on how to be more inclusive and grow your business. Well, that's all for today's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you found this episode valuable, please rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you tomorrow. You cannot stop me. You cannot stop me.